upload anyway. Hi guys, it's Tom Tomlin here right now with a very special guest. We are here talking today on the very first episode of SCCW Wrestle Talk Podcast. We are talking with a man who we have not seen on film yet. We have not seen him do a promo. We have not seen anything from him, but we have seen his uh, his manager, his advocate, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and and that would be Hamza bin Majid. Today, though, we are talking to Jasulo Dia. Jasulo, man, thanks for thanks for coming in and having this time to talk with us. My pleasure. So, what was it like? When you were fighting in, in, in these pit fighting rings over in South Africa, and how long did you do that? I've been doing that for half my life now. I, I started when I was a mere child, and it is it's very dangerous. How, uh, how, how, uh, how does the uh, competition differ uh, from the training exercises, that is, for, for this sport and for the pit fighting that you're used to doing over in South Africa. Pit fighting has much less rules. Basically, the only rule is don't kill the other person. Okay. Uh, how, how long have you been actively interested in uh, taking up this, this profession of wrestling? I first discovered American wrestling through the WWE and I thought to myself that this seems interesting. I already have a background in fighting so I thought let me conquer this too. You said you say conquer this. Now whenever we've heard from uh, your your Manager, your friend, advocate, whatever, whatever it is, y'all would like to be called between the two of you, uh, Hamza bin Majid. We heard from him that that no one would be able to stand to you, and everyone would be at your mercy. Now, is that implying that whenever is that saying that whenever you were going back to what I was saying before, the pit fighting ring, were you were you uh, a champion fighter? Were you uh, a hard nosed fighter? What, what kind of a fighter were you in there? I was very much the champion. How, uh, uh, how many people did you face off against throughout your extended career in that? I have lost count. It has been hundreds. How, uh, how rigorous is the training and what has Hamza actually taught you? Hamza has taught me other fighting styles and taught me about more rules as he has an experience with wrestling as well and he er, he was the one who taught me the, the rules of, of wrestling let me just uh, let me just ask you real quick we've got a big roster here uh, and it's steadily growing by the by the by the week uh, names like Trent Connors we've already seen we've seen Mitch Gunner we've seen uh, several others make their debut uh, previously, before uh, before the SCCW was even here, we've seen new people make their debut, and the full roster came over with the SCCW. What do you have to say about the, the challenges that may face you in this uh, arena? I have faced many challenges in the, in the pit fighting, and have overcome all of them. I shall do the same with wrestling. What is your main goal here, man? Uh, that's one thing that I've, I've really been wondering myself, because... I know you said, and Hamza said, you would, like I said earlier, you would uh, everyone would be at your mercy and they would fall to your feet. Uh, is this is this just dominance? Is this just a championship directive? Is this what what are we looking at here? I like to challenge myself, and I would like to conquer this next challenge. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So. What, what was your life, what's your life been like, man? Give us some insight into the life of Chisula Dia. My parents, when I was a small child, was, were murdered, and I became an orphan. And from then on, I was sold into slavery, and 
was thrown into the pit fighting world. And so, how how old were you whenever you started, man? I was fourteen years old. Fourteen. So yes. the age of your opponents. What? How old were they? My first fight. My first opponent was twenty-four years old. Okay. Was he a lot bigger than you, or was he around the same size at least? I mean, he was much bigger. So yes. there's. So whenever whenever we're talking pit fighting, see, I, I don't know that much about it. There's no. There's no. There's no range of size or anything. It's anybody fights anybody, basically. Exactly. God, man. All right, so this this got me curious. What was your first li- first fight like? Your very first one. My very first fight, like I said, he was 24 years old. I was 14. And he was at least two to three times my size. Wow. Tough break. Yes. So how did, did, did you end up coming out on top of that? Or? I did. How, how did you overcome the odds of that size advantage? When I was a young boy, I was very, very fast and very, very nimble. So I just dodged most of his attacks, and whenever I got, gained the upper hand, I took advantage and was able to defeat him. Okay, okay. You know, you, you don't look very small right now, man. You must have trained a lot between the I, time you started to the time you've gotten to this point. I most certainly have. Okay. I've trained every single day since that first day. Did, did your styles change over the years? Like the way you fought other people? I mean, does it change by the way their sizes? Does it change at all? Or is it pretty much the same basic style? It has changed over the years as I've gotten older and as I've gotten bigger. Yes. I'm a lot stronger than I was before. And... Now, now I don't have to run around as much. I'm much stronger now, so I can face off face to face with any opponent. So, let me. So we listed out uh, a couple of the new people on the roster, but uh, of course, I'm sure you've seen all these uh, promos and whatnot from from the previous page that we were on. Uh, now being here in the SCCW, man, is there anybody anybody that you see that you may want to face off against at some point in the future? I would have to say that. The one I would, I would most like to fight, is Mitch Gunner. Mitch Gunner, the mercenary. Wow, his slogan is his his slogan is a tar, uh, uh, target adapt and contract complete. He wants to complete his contract. Now, not much is known about him. Just like with you, uh, what 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 do you think you you're gonna have to do in order to beat this guy? Seeing as how there's no real knowing what his offense or defense is like right now. I would have to say that I will have to use all of my brain power to and my fighting ability to adapt to his fighting style, pick out his weaknesses, and exploit them. Alright, man. Alright. How, how are you liking things since you've been in this country? So far, from what I've seen of this country, I'm not impressed. Not impressed. It's beautiful, man. How 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 can you not be impressed by all the greenery around here? Uh, the first time I remember talking to Hamza, man, he was he was really happy about seeing all the greenery and everything. What what's what's the what's the problem with the place? I don't like the green. I don't care about it. I'm used to the desert. I like the desert. What about the people you've met, man? I'm sure it's been a, I'm sure you haven't been a backstage or anything like that, and actually got to meet people. But I, I do know for a fact that you've met Commissioner Stoneface. Stoneface is, is our commissioner. I, like I said, I know you've met him once or twice. Uh, you had to have met him at least once. At least talked to him on the phone uh, about your contract and whatnot. Uh, what What is your impression on Stoneface, man? I think that Commissioner Stoneface is. A good leader, but I don't like the fact that he picks favorites. Favorites? What do you What do you mean favorites? He seems like a pretty fair guy to me. I disagree. I've noticed that he gave the the flying Hawaiian wrestler 
a, a title shot without him fighting for it. And that is something I will not stand for. Uh, Alright, man. Well, I believe our time's just about run up here. Uh, is there any, any last messages you want to say to anybody out there? Maybe listening. This is my next challenge. And I will destroy the competition. There you have it, guys. Uh, there it is right there. Chisulo Dia, the first ever ever interview with the man and we had it first here on SCCW's Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Tom Tomlin guys and until next time you guys have a great one. Coming to you live from the SCCW studios in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's Tom Tomlin and the SCCW Wrestle Talk podcast. Here's Tom! Thank you, thank you for that, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Welcome to the SCCW Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm Tom Tomlin, your host as always, the host with the most. That was corny. That's alright, no worries. Um, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go into depth a little bit. Not, not super deep, but we're going to go into the Jeremy Lewis and Gremlin rivalry, how it started and where it's gotten to to this point from a quick roll-up pin, the aftermath, and now where we're at with this uh, rivalry. Um, we're also going to talk about an athlete who's making his return to the company after a short absence, and we're going to talk to a couple of guests as well, guys. So, stay tuned, because... And welcome back to the podcast here with you right now, Tom Tom. We're going to talk about that Gremlin stuff we were talking about earlier. A little bit on the Gremlin, a little bit on Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy Lewis, the man who was the first ever commissioner uh, for a internet broadcasted show being Backstage Assault, which there are rumors that that show will be making a comeback sometime soon. Um, but this guy stands 6'2", 250 pounds. He's known as the Superman of Submission. We haven't really seen much submission skills, but you really don't have to. He's a, he's a monster in, in this game. He throws his weight around, he throws his size around, and makes everybody pay for it, including the Gremlin. He had this match with them on Fever Pitch and pretty much ran roughshod over him throughout most of the match, and the Gremlin ended up getting a quick roll-up. I urge you, go check out... Uh, Jeremy Lewis versus the Gremlin, episode 5 of Fever Pitch on YouTube right now. Go check that out, uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Right after the match, though, the Gremlin tried leaving out to the entranceway, and he, he had to crawl there because, like I said, he had been beaten on pretty much the whole match. And Jeremy Lewis got tired of it, and he, I guess he snapped. He ended up throwing him through the entranceway cones. He ended up choke-slamming him in the middle of the ring and leaving him laying there. And from that point, we have had promos from Jeremy Lewis and Gremlin, both, uh, talking about how they want this fight, talking about how they want to face each other. Now, the Gremlin, uh, <clears throat> the Gremlin, his history is a little bit different than Jeremy's. He started off facing off against... Uh, an opponent in, in the backyard in the Deepwoods Arena named Hardcore Hayden. And Hayden ended up breaking his leg his first match in, and he was sidelined for months and months until that match with Jeremy Lewis, vowing to come back and face Hayden, never getting the opportunity, but taking on the big man and coming up victorious. As I said, though, we've seen so many promos between the two shooting at each other, wanting to fight a last-man-standing match, uh... And wanting to see who's going to be, who's going to be win, you know, who's going to win this thing. Uh, the Gremlin's really intense. Jeremy Lewis is really intense and he's really, uh, confident in his abilities as well. Uh, this is a, a very intriguing matchup that I, I really can't wait to, to hopefully see sometime in the near future. 
All right, now, right now, I'm going to bring in our, our first guest here on the uh, SCCW Wrestle Talk podcast. He is a new face in the company, uh, one of the bigger guys we've had in the company in a while, uh, well over six foot tall, uh, and the guy's portfolio is stacked to the max, and what I mean by that is this guy has credentials for days. He's got money. I mean, when you talk about money, that's the guy you talk about. That's right. Right now we bring in Wayne McNeil. Thank you for showing up right here with me, Tom Tomlin, to the SCCW Wrestle Talk podcast. Almost couldn't get the words out. How you doing, Tom? How you doing, Tom? Uh, we need to make this quick though, because time is money, sir. Time is money. I definitely do understand that. Uh, I do appreciate that you taking the time out of your day. Uh, I, like I said, you're probably very busy. Uh, I do, always, always busy. I do appreciate you stopping by for at least just a minute to, to get your thoughts on a couple of different things. Um, so how, how have you been treated since since uh, actually signing the dotted line with the company and becoming uh, an active roster member here with the SCCW? I mean, I've been treated very well, Tom. I mean, when you have money like me, you get the, you get the uh, first-class treatment. You know, you don't, you don't wait in line. You know, when I fly places, I get fly first class. You know, I get limousines. You know, I get chauffeurs. I get treated well. I get treated well. Very nice. Very good to hear that. Um, we want you to be treated well, especially because of. Uh, I mean, not not to play favorites or anything like that, but you you have invested a lot money wise into this this uh, venture, I guess, uh, in professional wrestling. What were you before you got into this? Before I got into this, uh, a very big name, um, in the, working in the oil company, um, you know, that's how I made my millions. It was a family business. My dad, my grandpa did it. Um, I just took it over. And now I'm um, going towards the professional wrestling industry. Um, I want to, you know, succeed in that as well. You know, I've exceeded everything else I've ever done. Um, and I'm going to be at the top of this list, too. I, I very, uh, I respect that very much. Uh... <clears throat> and the reason why I respect that uh, you saying that is because we've had a long list of people here that have came in and said that same thing, and they have done what they have said. I have not heard, uh, I've heard very few, let me, let me just say less than I can count on one hand, that have came through these doors with a competent attitude and not succeeded. And those words right there in, in, that you are saying definitely are confident. What do you have to say about this roster uh, that you're coming into? Have you met any of the people? And I got another question to follow up after you answer that. Yeah, yeah. Now, before I get to that, back to what you just said, you said you had a few guys that were confident and they did what they said they were going to do. I just want to stop right there and say I'm not like anybody else. I'm better than those guys, okay? okay. Um, I will out succeed every single one of those guys that ever did that. Um, just put that out there right there, okay? Whoa, whoa. So, just back to, okay. back to what you're saying. I've met a few guys. I've met Trent, Trent Connors. Uh, we actually work out together. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, I've known him for a long, long time. Um, hard worker. Um, actually, I like his work, work ethic. Um, good guy. Um, watch out for him. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get my way because I'll put my foot on his throat. And, uh, you know, what goes from there. Um, I'll, I'll step over anybody to get where I want. If you have to pay for it. But um, great guy, though. Great guy. <laughs> Definitely. Wait a minute. You, you just, you just. Hold on one second, Wayne. All right. You, you said first. You said that that you that uh, he's a great guy, and then you said that you would put your put your foot on his throat. Look, everything I've seen from Wayne, uh, from uh, you, Wayne McNeil, and, and him, Trent Connors, is complete opposites. You, you say what you're gonna say, and you. You think very highly of yourself. I mean, if I'm not overstepping any lines by saying that, you, you think very highly of yourself. And he thinks very highly of the people. Now, now it, to me, you say he's a good guy. You say this and that. I mean, what, what's the real here? I mean, you know the guy for a while. Are y'all all right? I mean, do you the, not like him? I mean, what, the, one down, the one downfall for Mr. Connors there is he does care what the people think. Um, and I give two craps what the people think. You know what I'm saying? Um, they didn't do nothing for me. I worked there for every cent I have. I've done that. The fans didn't do that. He personally thinks um, the fans got him to where he's at. That's fine and dandy. He can be, you know, he can think that way. That's what makes him last. Uh, I'm first. But, like I was saying, I've seen his work ethic. 
I've seen him work out. I've seen um, what he's done, and I like I like the motivation he has. But still, he's going in the wrong direction when he when it comes to the fans. He should work for himself, not for the fans, because he'll never get to where I'm going to be as long as he cares what the fans think. Okay. And if he gets in my way, I'll put him down. All right. So you've met him. Now the question I was going to follow up that last question with, uh, when it pertains to the rest of the roster, is. Marcus, the uh, the all star athlete Woods, you had <laughs> see there it is again. You, you have you had this this attitude towards him. What what is this all about? Is it something from the past? Is it is it just something uh, you want to be better? You know you're better than him. Excuse me, uh, or is it? I mean, what is this, man? Man, so he's a good up and coming young star, and I want to start out by. You know, beating down those young stars, letting them know that they, that got to put them in their place per se. Um, that I let them know I'm here and that I'm the number one. Um, and he looks like a good guy to start out for. If he, some guy that calls calls himself the All Star Athlete. Um, we'll we'll find that out. You know, when when we face one on one, I'll make sure I'll let the world know that he's no All Star at this moment in his career. He might be eventually, but I'll be all gone after that. Um, but you know. Um, He's a young and upcomer, and I want to start out with the young guys. You know, I want to prove myself. I've proved myself my whole life. Um, I've worked from the bottom all the way to the top. So uh, when I come in, when I come to the SCCW, I want to start out with this man just to let everyone know um, I'm the real athlete, all-star athlete, not him. Okay, okay. So what was that? Was So essentially what is that? Does it feel like he was insulting you by calling himself the all-star athlete? Is that what this yes. is? Or? Oh. Yeah, I, I'm the I'm the real All Star athlete. I'm like everything. Um, you know, you know, I'm number one. I'm better than everyone else. Uh, um, I'm the have more money than anyone else. And like I said before, if I have to pay to be at the top, I will. You know, um, anybody that refers to themselves as the best or the you know the All Star or the number one, um, I'll, I'll, you know, they're gonna come face to face with me because I'm the real number one. I'm the real. You know, top contender. Okay, so let me let me just ask you this: uh, you you've seen you've seen what this company has had in the past. Before we were the we before we were the uh, SCCW, we were known as something else. You've seen all the footage from all the Fever Pitch episodes, I'm sure, and all all the other things that that we've done in the past. There's one name that has always been in this company's lineup, always, always. And that, that one name is, sadly, the five-star kid. And not, not to rain on your parade, he's a legend in our company and in this, in this, in this thing that we have here. And he, he likes to claim himself simply the best. The perception of perfection in all things wrestling. That's fine, Tom. <laughs> That's fine, Tom. But to me, like when I look at that guy, I see a three-and-a-half-star kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! Like, oh. Um, man, I, I, my my skills, my abilities, my mic talking, Definitely. my ring skills, you know, surpass the three and a half star kid uh, by by tremendous amounts. You know, um, I don't even know, like, you know how how many times he's been champion? Uh, I don't know. Do you know? Tom? But, <laughs> no, the three and a half. The three and a half star kid. Oh, know, he's how. he's the only six time uh, heavyweight champion in the company. Okay, well, that's going to change once once I start, you know, I'm going to be a 10-time champion. You know, I'm going to surpass the great red player. Very good, as very good. A 17-time champion, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would love to see guys. that. I would love to see that. Uh, future's bright for you as a young athlete, you know, just like all these other guys. I would love to see that. You know, Tom, you should never bet against Wayne McNeil. That's a bad decision. I'm just saying. Um, I feel like no, in your I voice, wouldn't... you kind of... I, I wouldn't no not no I wouldn't do that not not to you Wayne I, I'm very appreciative of you coming to this show and actually taking the time out of your very busy day with with what with the oil uh, with the oil company that you do outside of this wrestling stuff and you're like you said it's a hobby for you so I really appreciate you taking the time out of all of your busyness to come and visit on this SCCW Wrestle Talk podcast and just give your thoughts man it, it really means a lot to me I appreciate that. No problem, man. Like, like I said, I mean, time is money, and you guys are paying me for this. So, I mean, right, right. Why would I? Why would I take the opportunity to make a little extra cash? 
I hear you. I hear you. Well, man, I guess we'll let you get back to back to your business. Is there any final words that you want to say to the roster or to the people walk, uh, listening to this at home? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm coming for you guys. Um, you know, you can you guys can train all you want. You can give yourself little nicknames all you want. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Look at the best athlete, the best wrestler, and they're going to be eventually the best champion in the SCCW. That's all I have to say. Do you have any more questions? Or any more dumb questions from me, Tom? No, 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 man. Uh, it's all, it's all good. You can, you can leave if you're, uh, you can hang up whenever you're ready. I mean, it's all. All right. I appreciate you guys, and check, check me out. I'm coming for you guys. Wayne McNeil, everyone. Well, we're gonna take a real quick break. When we get back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that person who is coming back after a short absence. Stay tuned. guys welcome back to this episode of the podcast right now we're going to talk about that person that athlete who is coming back after a very short absence we're talking about one trent connors he left for personal reasons but recently has confirmed that he is coming back to the sccw so that is that is really good news hoping to see great things out of this guy looked like a really strong prospect uh, in the backyard wrestling uh, genre, I suppose you would call it. All right, right now we have our, our last guest of the day. It's a really special one. He's a former world champion. He's a former global champion, as well as known as one of the most extreme athletes in the SCCW's illustrious 10-year history, the Flying Hawaiian. How's it been, man? How you been? I've been all right. That's, that's very good, very good. Uh, what, have, what have you been up to here lately? Not much, I guess? Working? Just working. Keeping my head on a swivel. I hear that. Now, we got a bunch of young and up and up and uh, young, hungry up-and-comers coming into the, uh, the, the game this year. What, what kind of advice do you have for these guys? To uh, stay strong and believe seen you face off against several times uh, like Easy Slick like B-Wired and these other legends that, that have been mentioned for the Hall of Fame and that includes yourself. Now I mean we've heard rumors that you could be also coming into that Hall of Fame category as well seeing as how you've been around long enough. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Did you hear me? I said, now, what about these, uh, I was asking about these, uh, older competitors that we've seen you face off against in, in your past, like Easy Slick, like B-Wired, and others that are mentioned, as well as yourself, for, for being in the Hall of Fame sometime soon, uh, the SCCW's first ever Hall of Fame class. Your name was thrown in there, too, before you, uh, decided to come back, and, and, and some rings are still in that, uh, category. I just, the, the fighting and all this has been fun, and I'm still in shape, so I, I think that I can put up a threat and go for the title. I can, I can be a champ today if I wanted to be. It's just whenever the champ wants to fight a real contender, I think he should come after me because uh, he knows he's going to lose to me. So I think that... Uh, it would be the biggest numbers they could get 
fun. I've always been a first-time crowd pleaser and always had high numbers, so I think that I think that that's the only way to go. That's why I'm still doing this. That's why I'm the most extreme athlete, because I've been through it all in the ring. I put it all in the ring and leave it all in the ring, and no one can stop me when I'm in the ring. So... Makes a lot of sense. I think that's why I was one of the top contenders and why I've been in this company for as long as I have because I've stayed in shape. And, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> we're, we're coming up to a close time period where sometime within the near future, uh, you and a guy you've known literally all your life, your brother, will be facing off in a match for the first ever SCCW championship. Your thoughts on, on this whole setup and, and how you were approached with the situation and everything? Well, you see, my, my, uh, your, your closest enemy is your closest friend. So, I've always said my closest enemy was my closest friend, which would be my brother. And, uh, uh, I ain't gonna t- say too much bad about him, but we already know the outcome of this fight. He knows it. The world knows it. I know it. I mean, it's, it's basically written down in paper. If you, you look at the statistics, you look at the fights that I've had, you look at the fights that he's been in, you see how many titles I've had and, oh, I've had one title for this long. I, it, it don't matter. I titles come and go, champions are going to come and go. He's not going to be a champion for ever, is all I'm going to say. And that forever is going to end when he sees me in the ring. Now, what, what kind of changes have you noticed? I mean, personally... Uh, I, I'm not on the active side of things, you know, I sit behind a desk, I, I, I sit in a booth and I, and I record uh, voiceover commentary, I, I don't see much change, it's always been the same. Now what kind of, what kind of changes, let me ask you the same uh, kind of thing, what, what kind of changes have you seen since the early days of this company to, to the current day product? by numbers. People are watching it more and people are tuning in and people are listening to the podcast and people can hear all the interviews that are going on. It's more media based now. Uh, it's just there's a lot more wrestlers now because it's went media based and uh, I, I can see a big improvement on where we went from like four people to now we probably got, I don't know, I don't know how many on the roster now. There's, I would guess it made 20 or close to it, 20 or 30, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, we're going to have to get a count on that at some point. You think we'll have one here? To, no? Maybe not right now, but I'll definitely try to get you back with a for sure number on that. Um, uh, let me ask you this. Have you, have you seen any of the younger talent that's that's been coming in recently? I've seen a few videos and I've read on about a few of them. Uh, nothing that's really catching my eye. I'm, I'm going for the, the gold. I'm, I, I've, I've done my time fighting little here and there fights to get my name out there. And I've, I've shown that I can fight big name fights and big fights and be a... Uh, I, I can bring results and put out there the product that everyone wants to see. And I, I put on a show when I go out there. All these young kids are just trying to get their name out there and get a foot in the door. And yeah, they're all new, young. They need to get their foot in the door somehow. But uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, it's the dog eat dog world out there. So definitely is, definitely is. Now, whenever, whenever we talk about classic rivalries, whenever we talk about classic rivalries, uh, we talk about yours and Easy Slick's rivalry probably being the number one rivalry of all time. There's even still been rumors that Easy Slick's going to try to make a comeback to face you at some point. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard these rumors or not, but, I mean, it floats around all the time. Uh, would that be something that at some point in the future – 
any kind of possibility that you'd be interested in having another easy slick match one more time? Well, I'm always interested in a, a fight of that caliber. We faced off, I don't know, it feels like hundreds of times now. Definitely. And, and the, the results, the results have been, you know, he knows the results, the world has seen the results. It's, uh, it, it, it's never a good outcome. It's always a blood battle between us two, so. I'm not going to discredit him too much, but the record shows is all I'm going to say. Definitely does. It definitely does. Do you have any, any final thoughts, anything you want to say to the fans or possibly to your uh, your future opponent uh, in the five-star kid? All I want to say is thanks for the support from all my fans that have supported me from the beginning till now, the people who have seen the change from whenever I was younger doing this to the older me now. Uh, like I said, I just, I want everyone to, uh, I'm thankful that, that I get the opportunity to go against TV or get to go against the five star kid for the title. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I got heavier hands now than I did when I was little. And I, I, I just see the outcome of that fight going in my favor. I just don't see where the five-star kid's getting old, probably broke up now, old injuries are going to start affecting him. He's probably need a walker to get out to the ring, but, you know, I, I can see it all. I can see it all now, the, the, the shining street of gold for him. He's going to... It'll be, it'll be the last house that everyone's wanting to see, so it'll shut his mouth up. Because I've heard all the rumors of him talking crap and how he's going to walk all over me, but like I said, the proof's in the pudding. I'm, I'm here. The rumors are going to come to an end when we meet in the ring once again. This is the flying one, and I'm out. Well, thanks for that time, and guys, you have a great rest of your evening. This has been the SCCW Wrestle Talk Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tom Tomlin. Coming to you live from the SCCW studios in Hot Springs, Arkansas, it's Tom Tomlin and the SCCW WrestleTalk Podcast. Here's Tom. And welcome to the second episode back in the newest version of the SCCW WrestleTalk podcast. I'm Tom Tomlin, the voice of the people, kind of. Um, but as we were, this is the third episode overall, the second newest episode in this new kind of podcast that we're doing. Um, we're going to be talking with a couple of different people. The first episode you got to hear from Chisulo Dia. That was a while back. And then just a little bit ago, you heard from Wayne McNeil and the Flying Hawaiian. Today, we got a couple more people we're talking to. By we, I do not mean myself. My esteemed newest SCCW co-commentator, Duke Winchester, is here with me for this episode. As he says, I am Duke Winchester. I am the most American-American you have ever met. And... Today, we are going to be interviewing a couple of competitors. Tom, tell them who it is. Well, not not just yet. We'll, we'll wait for that for a second. What I need to ask you, going into this episode, I mean, you say you're the most American-American. We haven't really talked to you, man. We haven't really talked to you that much at all, you know what I mean? So, Wayne McNeil calls him himself a true American hero. That's his moniker. His that's his that's what he calls himself. You know, he's the most American American out there. And do you think he'll get mad if he hears this? I mean, do you think he listens to this? Look, there are two things that I love in this country. That's flag and eagles. And if Wayne McNeil calls himself the most American American ever, we're gonna have to have a chili cook off. I'm telling you. Oh, that sounds. He may have somebody paid. Caesar. He may get Caesar Agassi to do it for him. 
Who knows? But the thing we need to ask is, we all have up and, uh, the thing I was going to ask you is, we have a lot of up and comers, you know, we got Wayne McNeil, we got Trent Connors, we've got Marcus, the uh, all-star athlete, Woods, we've got all these new faces coming into this this new variation of our old, uh, of, our, of our organization that's been around nearly 10 years. Uh, what do you see out of the future coming, moving forward with the company uh, as far as these no, new young faces come? Well, quite frankly, I love every single last one of these competitors coming to the table. We got Wayne McNeil, we got Flying Hawaiian, we got Jeremy Lewis, we got the Gremlin, and we got the Five Star Kid. Not to mention, we have quite a few other competitors out there. I am excited to watch and comment on all of these matches. Now, now we've seen matches in the past between a couple of people. Namely, the five-star kid and the flying Hawaiian. These guys have faced off against each other countless times in this company's illustrious history for world title gold, for global championships, for probably even international championships at times. Um, and they're, they're brothers. Um, they're, they're two people that, that know each other so well, like only brothers can. Um, Duke, what do you think... How do you think this match is going to be different this time around? Uh, apart from it being the first ever SCCW championship, how do you see this match being a different style, a different in, in any kind of way than the older matches? Well, I actually don't hope it's different because every single last one of these matches was a match for the ages. I hope this is just as climactic and explosive as all the other matches between Flying Wine and Five Star Kid. You got Five Star Kid the older brother, and then you got Flying Hawaiian, the bigger brother. These two rivals have clashed for, I mean, who knows how long, decades, and each and every time it has been a showstopper. <laughs> Look, I, I am going to let them into something. You have a talk, you're going to be having a talk with, with uh, the older brother a little bit later on, aren't we? You're going to be hearing a little bit from, uh, you're going to get to have a little talk with him. Uh... Yes, I'm going to be talking with the five-star kid. Yeah, he is the older brother, and I am very interested to see what he has to say about his match, Tom. Well, that, that's definitely very interesting. We have, uh, we have an also another opportunity to get to talk to a certain individual that we talked about last, uh, last time. Uh, the match I talked about a little bit before interviewing Wayne McNeil was Jeremy Lewis and the Gremlin. I'm getting to talk to... The five-star kids tag team partner, Jeremy Lewis. So we'll get to see what both halves of the elite think of their competition and see what they have to say about everything that's happened in the recent future with the SCCW and the changeover and how they've taken everything so far. But until then, for right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll talk more when we get back. Alright, welcome back guys. Right now it's a very interesting time. It's a, it's a really cool time to be here because right now we have, we do have one half of the elite. We have the Superman of Submission and my partner Duke Winchester here with me right now is a big fan of this guy, uh, Jeremy Lewis. Is, isn't that correct? You're a big fan of Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy Lewis, I am really excited to see you here today. I mean, it has been like a dream. You are, quite frankly, one of my top ten favorite wrestlers in this federation. That's, this is, uh, this is top, top ten, really? Look, Jeremy, don't, don't take it out on him. He's a big fan. He, he talks all the time about you. But let me ask you a question. How has things been different since the changeover from... The, the company we were before to, to the new ownership that we're in now and where we're at. Well, I have more faith and confidence in this uh, company than the last one. The SCCW seems to know exactly what it's doing, uh, taking things seriously about the matches and whatnot. Definitely. Uh, a lot more talents, uh, talents in the pool right now. Um, there's, there's a lot of speculation on, on your upcoming match at some point in the near future there was a cancellation of a match for one night in hell last man standing match between you and the gremlin this past october that chance is, has 
kind of gone away, but you're still adamant that you want revenge and you want to face him. Why, why after this one quick pinfall victory are you still so adamant about this? Look, I made a promise to the Gremlin that I would break him, okay? The fact is that the Gremlin is a nobody, just like everyone else in the SCCW. And if I'm going to show everyone exactly how terrifying I can be, I got to start somewhere. And the Gremlin is just the one unlucky enough to draw the short straw. Well, that that... That sounds uh, definitely, I guess, reason enough to, to stop him, but it seems like you have a vendetta or a grudge against him and the way you've, you've been coming out towards attacking him, not, not literally or physically, but verbally attacking him. All right, so the Gremlin got lucky in his match against me, and the fact is, if he hadn't have pulled such a cheap trick as to do a quick roll-up, I would have... Sh I would have smashed him, okay? I would have squashed him. He would have found out exactly what my boot looks like in every single little detail, okay? The gremlin, okay, he's a little dude, all right? He may be from parts unknown, whatever, okay? The gremlin is a nobody, all right? I can take everyone in this league, and the gremlin just so happened to get lucky with that match, okay? I was winning. I was doing good. But the Gremlin, okay, whatever, a little roll up, fine. This time, I'm going to show exactly what I made up. The Gremlin's not going to be walking away from this with a quick little pinup, okay? I'm going to go, and I'm going to put my foot in his face. I might I might take my fist and break him. Um, I might hit, uh, let's see, a collarbone, a leg, I don't know, maybe re-break his knee. Who knows? Definitely, definitely. And I've, I've seen some highlight videos of yours and the, another man who's going to be here, who's probably already here at the moment, uh, the Five Star Kid, your tag team partner, working on some training videos. I've seen y'all working on submission skills a lot more detailed with you. And you, you've got a lot of different techniques that you've been working on here lately, submission-wise. Um, so that moniker, your name, the Superman of Submission, is going to be, in fact, a reality I'm assuming sometime in the near future. Well, the match that I had against the Gremlin ended too quickly before I could actually have an opportunity to use much of my submission skills. Um, the fact is, I have plenty of training doing such things as a, cho a chokehold, uh, arm bars, so on and so forth. Um, and each and one, each and every one of my submission skills are well capable of breaking bones. And I, sh I didn't have an opportunity to use them. But this coming match, trust me, look out for them. Man, I tell you what. I've seen several people come in here. I talked to uh, Chisulo Dia in the studio. I've talked to uh, Wayne McNeil and the Flying Hawaiian over the phone in the same studio. And now I'm getting to talk to you. That's a very big list to be on. Uh, it's a short list at the moment, but there will be more people. Now I'm getting to talk to you live in the studio as well. Um it's been a world storm. Now, Wayne McNeil is another big guy, but he's an up-and-comer a lot like yourself. You've, you've barely been in the business, what, a year probably right now, uh, competing, that is, uh, with your first match being against the Gremlin with that loss. Um, Wayne McNeil comes in here, and he, he starts talking, and he said things like that he's he's number one, and all the other people in the organization better uh, – better recognize his talent and how good he is. Um, uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on these comments made by Wayne McNeil. All right, so it, it's actually really shocking and surprising that you would put Wayne McNeil in the same category as me. Just like everyone else in this league, he's a nobody. He's a little man, okay? And I'll crush him just like anyone else, okay? Wayne McNeil really thinks he's the best? Look, if I got into a match with him, one, two, three, four, five. That's how many seconds it would take for me to make sure he regrets the moment he enters the ring with me. That that sounds like a very big uh, a very big warning to, to a one Wayne McNeil. We've seen your strength whenever you threw Gremlin through those entrance cones, left him laying in a pile in the middle of the ring, 
uh, with that choke slam, and then you exited therefore after that. That was right after your loss. Now, was that was that just out of pure anger, or was that was that trying to point prove a point, showing a message? I mean, what kind of a sign was that you were trying to make there? What kind of a gesture was that supposed to be taken as? <clears throat> yeah, I was proving a point. Okay, the gremlin. He managed to get a roll-up on me, but that doesn't matter. Because ultimately, in the end, I will always win, okay? I will make sure that when the match is over, or after the match is over, or before the match begins, this will be the most terrifying moment in the opponent's life. Now, there has been rumors that a show uh, that, that you were actually the first commissioner of, Backstage Assault, will be coming back at some point in the near future. Um... Your thoughts on this, and if you would be interested in being part of it, or if you've even talked about it, or can you talk about it uh, at all? Can you say anything about this, confirm it, deny it, anything? I'll tell you this. If Backstage Assault does come back, and they don't make me the commissioner, they're idiots. Wow. What an opinion there on that. Now... The future is bright for the SCCW, and I'm sure you see this as well with your tag team partner facing off against his brother, the Flying Hawaiian, for the first SCCW championship. Looking beyond that into the future, that there's an unknown amount of uh, possibilities for possible future titles. I only see one possibility, and that's Five Star Kid winning against his opponent. But continue. That's a good. That's that's an opinion, yeah, and I'll I'll take it in, but. There, there, there's no telling. Could you see? You think if ever brought into this, you and the five star kid as the elite could ever become tag team champions within the uh, company, with, with within the organization, with the amount of talent that has become uh, that has come to the company. The problem with becoming tag team champions is you got to find two fools stupid enough to want to face off against the two best in this league. Very well said. Let me, let me just end on asking you this what do you think about your match uh what do you think about your match being delayed once again you were looking forward to it as we started this interview with october you were looking forward to one night in hell facing off against him in a last man standing match uh and and then that match got canceled it got pushed back and there's no real telling when it's going to happen again do you have any, any thoughts? Uh, uh, we would like to hear your thoughts on, on this. Well, it's frustrating, for one. I mean, I don't know if the Gremlin's trying to pull some strings or something to have this match prolonged longer and longer so that he has longer time to run away, but it can't be forever. He cannot run forever. Eventually, I will catch up, and I will, well, let's just find out when that time comes. Well, thank you for stopping by the studio, Jeremy. It, it really uh, means a lot to me, as well as to Duke, for you stopping by. I think he was just kind of, I think he may have left the studio just so he could talk and be excited outside of the room um, a little bit ago. He was yeah, trying to I'm sure contained. I heard him squealing or something in the background. He, he was very, he was trying to keep himself contained. Hmm. But let me, let me just say thank you for stopping by, and we hope to see more great things from you in the SCCW in the future. Yeah, and for those of you out there, watch out. All right, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we get back, me and Duke, I'm going to try to get him wrangled up and brought back in here. And we're going to see, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other things and uh, get that last final little piece of detail with the five-star kid taken out, uh, taken care of. All right, give us one second, follow us into this commercial, and we will be right back in a minute. Actually, right now, I found out uh, right at the end of that last interview with Jeremy Lewis that Duke Winchester went to meet up with the five-star kid at a neutral location uh, to get his interview there. It seems for whatever reason the five-star kid did not want to come into studio for this interview. So I believe we have connection right now. Is that right? All right, Duke, uh, if you can hear me, go ahead and take your interview away. 
Yes, thank you, Tom. Today I am here with the five star kid in his illustrious vehicle. Yeah, it's it's all right, I guess. It's it's a good sorry gas mileage. Oh wait, Nissan Pathfinder. It's got a nice little screen on it. What were you gonna ask? You got questions? I'm sure I'm getting paid for this. I know I am. Yes. Um, no, take as long as you want. Actually, I am getting paid for this. It is hourly, so go ahead. Well, I would like to ask you a few questions about uh, some of the up-and-coming stars in the SCCW. For instance, what do you think about Wayne McNeil? Wayne McNeil, huh? He's he's a no. Uh, he's like you said, a new up-and-coming face. He's a uh, very very confident in his own abilities. He's never stepped foot in a wrestling ring. Never stepped foot in a backyard ring. Uh, never been under the big bright lights of the sky. Uh, obviously, in an outdoor live event. I mean. Look, there's a lot of things that he hasn't done, and he's got to experience before he can say that he's, you know, the best. He's going to be the, the best heavyweight champion ever or anything like that. Well, but I do admire the, the spunk and the experience uh, that, that he brought to the table in his interview. Well, Wayne McNeil did have a few choice words to say about you, Five Star Kid. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Are you talking about the few choice words calling me a three-and-a-half-star kid? God, dude, come on, seriously, you're going to ask about that's child's play. I ain't even acknowledging that crap. Besides, he's going to claim to be a 17-time champion, Duke. That means he has to lose the championship 16 times. Are they all going to be one-day reigns? Probably. I mean, hell, who knows? Look, I, I'm not here to bellyache. I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to whine. I know what my value is. I'm one of the top-rated competitors in this company. I've been here since day one. These younger guys are going to show me respect one way or another. So I'm not worried. Well, um, I, uh, Tom Tomlin and I were discussing about the tag team don't championship. Bring that, uh, don't bring that idiot into this. I don't need to hear anything about Tomlin. He's interviewed me for years now. I'm glad to see you for a new face, even though you're green as the grass grows. Even though you don't know a bit of what you're talking about or doing, I'm happy to see you rather than him. Well, as far as a tag team championship, um, you and your tag team partner, the Elite, um, what do you think about possibly winning the tag team championship in well, the future? It'd be a no-brainer, I mean, to me. I mean, it'd be a no-brainer to, to see what, what what would happen. I mean, for, for no-brainer, I mean, they'd, they'd be stupid to put anybody in the ring against us. You know, anybody be stupid to sign a contract to face us step in the ring against us we're number one There's, that's that's all we're concerned with being number one staying number one we've said this on many occasions duke like i said you're inexperienced i'll, I'll also let this time slide man but you're sweating a lot and you're getting it all over my freaking seats and i don't appreciate it all right so and one thing i did admire by wayne mcneil no, I, i'm completely meaning to cut you off one thing I did admire by Wayne McNeil, though, is that he said time is money. That's true. Pick up the pace. Come on. I said take as long as you want. I don't want you to take as long as you want anymore. I need you to hurry up. So, in your upcoming match against your brother, the Flying Hawaiian, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this match that's coming up? How you think it's going to play out? You know, you're clearly the older brother of the two. Uh, he calls himself the bigger brother. Um, what do you think about this rivalry? <laughs> rivalry. That's a funny word to use for it. Look, rivalry is not a word I would use. War. Is a word I would use every time I've fought my brother. It's been war. It's been hell every time. He's kicked me in the back of the head. He's nearly broken me in half with spears. He's put me through tables. He's smashed chairs over my head. He's done moonstalts onto me off of ladders. I've taken all he can give me, and I've came out on top before. This time, there's not going to be a difference. This time, there's not going to be a second chance for him. This time, there's no redemption for the flying Hawaiian. This time will be the last time. Because once I win my title, my title that I never lost, I mind you, Duke. Once I win it back, nothing will separate me from it. Nothing. That's not... It's not a fact. It's not a promise. But a guarantee. A five-star guarantee.
Well, thank you, Five Star Kid, for having me interview you here in your vehicle, of course. Uh, Nissan Pathfinder, correct? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely correct, and I would appreciate it if you pull that silver handle out of there, step out of the car, and, and get, get your tail moving out of here. I got things I got to do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, hopefully I'll see you later, and... Um, yeah, ow. yeah uh, all right, no. all right, all right, all right. Okay. What a what an interview. Well, here's the thing that I have to ask right now. The thing I have to ask is, what what can the five star kid be thinking? I mean, he's going into that match. He gave a really clear thought of. Um, oh, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Uh, dude, you just got done talking with the five star kid. What? What are your thoughts on, on his mindset going into this match against his brother? Well, Tom, look, Tom, I think that the five-star kid is extremely confident in his abilities to take on the flying Hawaiian. This match looks to be an exciting match for the ages. He described it as war. War. And as you know, war never changes. Okay? It's brutal. It's bloody. And it is going to be one great show. That's absolutely 100% true. Whenever we're able to see that match, that match will be one that you won't want to miss. It'll be on Shirley Boy TV, Shirley Boy Entertainment TV, along with any other monumental stuff there. That's, that app is going to be coming out really soon, and it'll be a broadcasting app for all platforms from Nerd Steel Channel to Monumental Entertainment, Shirley Boy Entertainment, and many others. Um, but for right now, what we're talking about uh, the last thing I want to talk about is me. I talked to Jeremy Lewis a little bit earlier. I, I think you left to go and talk to the five-star kid at that point. But Jeremy Lewis, whenever it came to the Gremlin, it seemed like he wanted to put any negative thoughts to rest about him coming in and possibly losing this match. He wanted to put any doubters in their place. And, and that's just paraphrasing now. That's not exact word for word, but he wanted to put the naysayers in their place and show them that he is in charge. Well, Tom, quite honestly, I think that anyone who is brave enough to go against Jeremy Lewis is an idiot, okay? I would put my money on that man any day of the week. Of course, you know, who knows how this match is going to turn out. The Gremlin, someone that we've heard very little from about this match, um... I mean, who knows what tricks he has in store. I mean, this guy, he could come from nowhere. Very true, very true. The Gremlin's always a wild card whenever it comes to, to any match type. You never know what's going to come out with. He has those deadly kicks as well as an arsenal of maneuvers uh, that he likes to use outside. Uh, other than other than his, his vicious kicks, he likes to use this clothesline, the Demonic Lariat, to, to finish the match off most of the time, but... There's been rumors that that he may come into this changed where he was a little bit different or where he's a little different than he was before. Uh, rumors are swirling that he may not be the same monster that he was in that encounter with Jeremy Lewis when he earned that quick roll of victory. Yes. I mean, no matter how you call it, that indeed was a victory for the Gremlin. And, I mean, he really needed one. I mean, he lost his match against um, Hardcore Hayden, I believe. Very correct. Yes, sir. Uh, I was there to call that match, and it was a very hard thing to watch, uh, seeing Hardcore Hayden put that briefcase on the leg of the Gremlin, breaking his leg and putting him out for months and months of action until he finally came back to face Jeremy Lewis. And, I mean, that solidified the Gremlin as a competitor in the SCCW. I mean, if someone can take out a giant like Jeremy Lewis, they can take on just about anyone in this league. A right, abs Tom? Absolutely. Absolutely, Duke. Absolutely. Um, I, I believe that 100% too. Um, <clears throat> final thoughts on, on this episode of the podcast and on what we've all, all we've discussed so far. Well, what I have to take away from this is that all the competitors in the SCCW have a career ahead of them. The five-star kid, Jeremy Lewis, have great matches ahead of them, and that's just the beginning. Of course, you know, maybe, possibly, in the future, Wayne McNeil might have a word or two to say about these interviews. Who knows? But, 
I think that we need to wait and see what happens. Uh, I agree 100% for sure. Um, I, I think that for this episode of the podcast, though, uh, Duke, I believe this episode is complete. What do you believe? Yes, I think uh, this is good. We could call it here. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. This has been the SCCW Podcast. I'm Tom Tomlin. And I'm Duke Winchester. You have a great evening, guys. Mm-hmm.